Hi, and welcome to another episode of I Own a Business, where we focus on helping practice owners grow the practice of their dreams. And I'm your host, Dr. Steve Vargo. I have with me Dr. Michelle Andrews, who is Vice President of Professional and Government Affairs with Cooper Vision. And a lot of you may know Michelle. She's had several leadership roles within the eye care industry. In her current role with Cooper Vision, uh, Dr. Andrews leads efforts in professional education, academic efforts, industry relations, and legislative advocacy. And um, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here. She's she's also the well-deserved recipient of several awards, including the Roger Kame Award, Vision Monday's Most Influential Women in Optical. And in 2019, she was recognized by Women in Optometry with the Theo Award for her work in the industry. So hello, Michelle. Hi, Steve. It's great to see you again. Great to see you as well. So we're going to talk about something today that is a, a major driver of the the business of eye care, and that would be digital eye strain. And you, you and I right now, we're talking on a computer. I've got my phone right here to my side. It never really leaves my side. Yours probably doesn't either. I'm here. I'm always yelling at my kids to, to stop staring at their phones. Um it's it's a tremendous opportunity, but in a in a uh, a busy practice, I don't know if we're always capitalizing on the opportunities. And those are both opportunities clinically for the patient and financially for the practice as well. So so that's what I'd like to talk about is sort of a review. What what does digital eye strain look like for today's patient? Uh, some of the new treatment opportunities, but also the opportunities uh, that this provides for. Um, both the uh, both the patient and the doctor. So maybe a good place to start is is just a review of of digital eye strain. And I think you and I were talking a little bit before um, through COVID and the a lot of kids obviously at home and and staring at digital devices more than even they had before. And I think we have a certain image of digital eye strain and the the patient base it affects. We our minds typically go to I think younger kids, young professionals, that's sort of the avatar that we've created. But I, I think it probably uh, expands beyond that. So who is impacted by digital eye strain, today's patient, and and how are they currently uh, solving for their discomfort or are they? Yeah, you know, you, you started off with, it's a digital world. And uh, here's my phone right here uh, next to me. Uh, and it's true. We live in a world of digital devices. It is hard to find someone who is not using a digital device. Uh, it's probably equally as hard to find someone who's willing to give it up. And so it just is how we live our lives. And so that really means that that everybody um, could be impacted by digital eye strain. Now, we talk about digital eye strain as, as two primary symptom groups. Uh, often it's described as a tiredness that comes along with digital device use and eye dryness. Uh, people are staring at screens for a long period of time. We know that they uh, they blink less when they're on when they're staring at something. Um, a few statistics to just really emphasize the the scope of the opportunity. Adults spend on average eleven hours a day on a digital device. So I don't know if on Sunday you get your your notification on your phone of, of how many hours you spent the previous week on your phone, but uh, that feedback is there if you want it. Um, two thirds report using two or more devices simultaneously. And I think in the eye care practice, it's, it's prevalent that we have multiple devices going on at the same time. And probably as we have demonstrated in our personal lives as well. 
And almost 60% of people report experiencing symptoms of eye strain. And so I could easily make the argument that we need to be proactively talking to our patients about this. And there are ways that they can stay in contact lenses, um, even if they're experiencing digital eye strain. I, I do get that report. And every time I see it, my first thought is that can't be right. It's like my phone is shaming me, but it it is um, it, it's eye opening to think how much time we actually spend on on the computer. And we look at some of the statistics around um, the the demand and the and the need for patients, and they want to know more from us about what they can do for these for these issues. So I, I think it's really important that doctors do maybe a better job of asking more questions and and really doing more listening and sort of probing and and maybe in some cases digging for. These answers because patients won't always tell you. I, I don't even know if they always know how to verbalize what the issue is, but I think it's our somewhat our responsibility to make sure that we're asking the right questions to uncover these things because you don't want the patients to leave feeling like their needs were unmet. I think you're spot on, Steve. You know, there were uh, when we first launched Biofinity Energist back in 2016, one of the things that was part of the discussion with, with optometrists who are prescribing the lens is you're gonna to have to bring this up to patients. You may be the first person that, that helps them make the connection between the symptoms that they're feeling and their eyes. Now we all went through COVID and you mentioned it earlier. And I think during COVID patients were coming to us uh, more, more proactively and asking questions about it. You mentioned kids, we were all at home, we were all on devices and there were no other options. And so the, the number of questions and the interest in the topic really reached a peak. And it may have dropped off a bit. Uh, we're back into uh, we're back into life as as we know it. It looks a little bit more uh, pre-COVID than than it did a few years ago. You think sometimes we normalize our symptoms? If you're staring at a computer, staring at your phone all the time, getting the eye strain, the tiredness, the headaches, that we start to think that that's just normal. I experience that a lot when I practice where. You would ask somebody when they came in, are you having any problems? And the answer would be no. And then 15 minutes into the exam, they're telling you about a problem that they're having. And there was almost this sense of, isn't that just normal? It's it's allergy season. Doesn't everybody's eyes turn red and itchy in allergy season? Or my contacts are dry at the end of the day. I, I just use rewetting re drops. Um, it, it, it almost feels like a lot of patients will just normalize these symptoms. So sometimes I would just look at a patient and say, do you want your eyes to not itch all day? Cause I, I can help you with that. But do you think a lot of patients just normalize these things to the point where maybe they don't even mention them to their doctor? I think they do. I don't think they know. Um, the experience that they have is the experience that they know. And I don't think people talk about it frequently, um, but some simple questions and the way you um, just rephrase that that one question. You know, would you like it if your eyes didn't itch every day? Um, you know, we we talked to doctors. Nobody ever said no to that, by the way. They, they usually. I had a hundred percent. I'm like, this question is really good. It's <laughs> a great question. Everybody, write that one down. Uh, but others include, you know, how do your eyes feel when you put your lenses in in the morning? On maybe on a scale of one to ten, and when you take them out, how do they feel? So sometimes. Asking the question in a different way and helping them quantify it might give you some insight into what they're experiencing that they don't even know how to articulate. So a person that says it's a nine out of 10 when they put it in and an eight out of 10 at the end of the day might be doing okay. But someone who says it's a nine out of 10 in the morning and a three out of 10 in the afternoon, well, now you can follow up with that question of, well, how would you like it if it was an eight or a nine at the end of the day, just like it was at the beginning of the day. And now you're having 
I think, a really important productive dialogue. Yeah, I, I heard the phrase once, and it's so simple, but it's so true. Successful businesses solve problems. Now, sometimes people come in and they'll tell you all about the problem that they're having, right? Somebody comes in with a, a metallic foreign body in their cornea, you don't have to dig or probe, it's, they're, they're going to tell you about it. But other times we have to sort of put a spotlight on the problem, um, if, especially if they don't recognize it as a problem, if, if they feel it's just something uh, normal. So let's transition a little bit into the business opportunities for uh, for digital eye strain. When I think of things like, um, you know, the, the business opportunities, things like, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, the, the lifetime value of a contact lens patient versus a spectacle patient and the, the average spend of a contact lens patient versus spectacle. And a lot of those contact lens patients still get glasses or get, you know, get sunglasses. Um, I, I think not only does it present a business opportunity, but I also think in terms of the lost business that comes from maybe some of the things we're talking about, like not targeting this market. So could you speak a little bit to the business opportunities that this presents for optometrists? Sure. Yeah, you, you um, talk about dropout and lifetime value of a contact lens patient. Um, all of the data that I have seen around the lifetime value of a contact lens patient uh, first of all, is always higher, of course, if the patient stays in lenses for all the reasons that we know. But I've heard variables, Steve, anywhere from 2x and 3x up to 6x. And, and a lot of that has to do with how you structure your fees. But I, it's always more and it's always materially more. And so it's a benefit to the practice to help patients stay in lenses. Um, but it's also a benefit to the patient. Patients who start to wear contact lenses love their contact lenses. And they don't want to stop wearing them. They don't want to stop wearing them in allergy season. They don't want to stop wearing them when they start using phones or, or don't want to put their phones down. They don't want to stop wearing them when they become presbyopic. It's, it's very important. And in fact, there was some work that uh, the Contact Lens Institute just reported out and shared this month around dual wears, people who wear contact lenses and glasses. And 80% of them said, I love having a choice. I love waking up every day. And if I feel like contact lenses or there's something I'm doing in my life that I would like to do with contact lenses, I want to be able to do that. And there are times when I want to be able to wear glasses. And the power of that choice was very, very meaningful for people. So uh, I think this conversation around the business opportunity for contact lens patients and, and really making sure that they're satisfied for the long haul can be really important for a practice because there are a lot of patients who uh, now have opportunities with contact lenses, given all the parameters and all the options that are available, who can stay in contact lenses for a very long time. That's a great point about dropout, because not many people drop out of contacts just by choice. It's usually something happened. Obviously, discomfort is a major reason for dropout, but, and we'll kind of get into some of the new treatment options with the, um, uh, with what we're talking about with digital eye stream, but that, that's a big aspect of it too, that people get to doing all the, the work up close and they're struggling with it. So a lot of new opportunities. I always found those to be some of the most loyal patients who would come in and you found out they used to wear contacts and you ask them why they stopped and they would say, I, I just couldn't wear them anymore because of this. And a lot of times it was just the a dry eye that the doctor wasn't treating. And then you said, well, let, let's treat the dry eye. We'll get you back into contacts. Those were some of the most loyal patients because you look like a genius. You look like a genius. Um, so let's move into the newer technology that's out there with the, the My Day um, 
energist and something obviously you can speak really well to. Maybe we'll just start with some of the the lens features and and benefits of that design. And the you know we were talking a little bit before about I, I know you expand on this a little bit too, but the the digital boost. I'm curious if you could speak to to that a little bit as well. Sure, sure. So My Day Energist is Cooper Vision's latest innovation. It now becomes part of our My Day portfolio. Um, for those of you familiar with that, it's a silicone hydrogel portfolio that has uh, currently sphere, toric, and multifocal, um, and now Energist. So what's unique about this lens, Steve, is it has an innovative aspheric design combined with material technology, and those two things help with those primary symptoms of eye strain that we talked about earlier. So this aspheric design, uh, we've named it Digital Boost. And what that is, is a 0.3 diopter boost on the front surface of the lens. And that boost helps patients reduce eye tiredness when they're looking back and forth from distance to near at a, at a digital device, or they're uh, using their digital devices for sustained near viewing. The material technology is Aquaform technology. This is the technology that's in our Biofinity portfolio. It's in our MyDay portfolio. Um, and Aquaform technology hydrates the contact lens to twice their weight in water, and that helps reduce dryness. And so the combination of the design and the material is what helps with reducing the symptoms of eye strain. Um, and you, I've mentioned it uh, already once or twice, but uh, Biofinity Energist was a product that was introduced back in 2016. This is the same design features, the same material features, just in a one-day modality. So for those of you who are happy prescribing Biofinity Energist, but wanted it in a one-day modality, this is the opportunity to have that. So I used to joke with contact lens patients that I was fitting for the first time or fitting into a new lens that I would say, like, I, I don't want to see you back here again. And, but I meant it in a way, because if, if you're keep coming back and we have to try new lenses, then, you know, I'm doing something wrong or it's, it, it's not working. I don't want it to not work. So, you know, every doctor has sales reps that come in and talk all about the technology and all about, um, different aspects of the lens. But at the end of the day, I think they're always wondering, are my patients going to like it? You know, is it going to work? Is it going to keep people happy? Are they going to, or vice versa? I just don't want people to keep coming back and, and having issues with it. So maybe you could speak a little bit to maybe both the patient feedback, but what has been the feedback as well from other, uh, from other doctors? Yeah, the patient feedback has been very strong. And what we're hearing is that patients who are moving into this lens, even those patients who we're already in a single-use lens and perhaps even a premium single-use lens um, are really being able to perceive the benefit of the reduced eye strain. Um, we know patients don't want to give up their phones. Um, and so they're, they're, at, they're feeling the benefits of this lens and they're very happy with it. Doctors who use this lens, uh, I shared the one earlier about, uh, about his daughter. I, I did talk to a doctor who's actually implemented um, more proactive surveys, like we were talking about, Steve, into his practice. So um, he told me about a patient that came in and, and she had to report her score. Her, her uh, digital eye strain satisfaction score is a question that he asks in the practice. And her score with her current lenses was three out of five. So he gave her the My Day Energist. She came back for her one-week follow-up and her score was now five out of five. So for her um, and for him, it was an easy switch because she was already in a one-day lens. So that part of it was already taken care of. And to your point about making things easy for the patient, he was the hero. He identified a, a problem that she was having and was able to very easily solve for it. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think there's such a huge market out there for optometrists who can get people back into contacts or fix the problems that other doctors couldn't fix. And again, my mind kind of goes to dry eye because I think a lot of people drop out of contacts. That, that's an easy one, right? I got dry eye. The patient will always say the contacts didn't work or the contacts weren't comfortable. But if there's underlying dry eye, we know that that that's, that's definitely going to be a factor. So when you can treat the underlying issue and there's there's such a market out there of x contact lens wearers and certainly digital eye strain like to the point of three out of five you're thinking maybe these just don't work for me or i can't wear contacts moving somebody toward a five out of five and and you're the hero um well and you think too about the number of patients who dropped out many years ago and so they have identified themselves in the practice as a spectacle wearer perhaps when they call to make their appointment they're asked are you a spectacle wearer or a contact lens wearer they don't bring up that they tried them many years ago. And so they may never hear about it again. And so there may be advancements. Well, of course, we know there's advancements in dry eye treatment. We know there's advancements in product, product material, product design. Many of these patients could readily and easily be fit in a contact lens. And, and we're just not having the conversation about it. How do you fit these without going into a full workshop? <laughs> Just in general, how, how would you fit this lens? Yeah, you don't need a workshop for this lens. Uh, it's a spherical lens. So you fit it like any other spherical lens in the office, up-to-date refraction, binocular balance, throw the trials in, quick over-refraction, and you're good. You don't need to make an adjustment for the digital boost. You try, uh, fit it just like uh, any other spherical lens. No workshop needed. No workshop Noted. needed. Noted. So how about the parameters? Yeah, parameters range match my day sphere. So if you have patients who are already in my day product and you would like to just transition them into this lens to give it a try, you can easily do that. Same base curve, same diameter, same modulus, very soft lens. The power range is plus eight to minus 12. So a very wide power range and of course, easy visibility tint and UV blocker. And then for someone who hasn't fit these before, how would you get started with this lens? Yeah, you'll start by connecting with your sales rep. They'll get you a fitting set. They'll walk you through any rebates that are available. In some cases, we've got rebate savings up to $250 for patients, but they can let you know exactly what's available to you in your practice. And then Michelle, maybe as we kind of wind down here, if you want to give an overview for those who may not be familiar with the, the portfolio, the My Day portfolio, uh, the Torix, the multifocals, um, perhaps you could just give an overview of the different options out there. Sure. So the MyDay Torix, uh, the latest and really the most exciting advancement in the MyDay Torix family is the expansion of the parameter range. The parameter range for MyDay Torix now matches our core biofinity Torix range. Uh, so we go plus eight to minus 10. Cylinder powers at minus 75 to minus 225 in 10 degree steps around the clock. Um, the, the science behind this or the, the lens design behind my day toric matches that of Biofinity Toric. It's called Optimized Toric Lens Geometry. And it is the design uh, that is really the basis for why there are more patients in Biofinity Toric in the US than any other soft toric lens. It settles, it locks in, and we really don't have any inconsistency in vision. So again, if you have a patient in a biofinity torque in a monthly lens, and you're hesitating to switch them to a daily because you don't want to go through that refit process, you have a, a happy torque wear, you've got the same design principles in the My Day Torque. So that would be an easy transition into uh, one-day modality. For My Day Multifocal, uh, this design came out in 
fall of 2021. We call it binocular progressive system, and it's a new design for Cooper Vision. It's a three-ad system. It's a center near design, and what's unique about it is not only do we have the three ads, high, medium, and low, but each of those lenses has a unique optical design. And so when you wear them together, or the patient wears them together based on the fitting guide, uh, we're seeing great vision and a 98% fit success rate with two lenses or less. And so it's really exciting to see great vision in patients. Um, and doctors sometimes hesitate to prescribe multifocals because they're not uh, historically easy to fit and there's lots of chair time. And we feel pretty confident that we've resolved that uh, with this product. Uh, but same thing with the Sphere and the Energist product. Uh, this is in plus eight to minus 12. So a very wide range of options for your patients. Um, and uh, just to remind you, we have um, OptiExpert Calculator. I'm not sure if uh, listeners are aware of this, but this is a calculator that you can download to your desktop or ideally every desktop in the practice. Um, and either you or your technician can simply enter the patient's prescription. If they wear multifocals, you want to enter the dominant eye. And OptiExpert will calculate the best lens choice for every Cooper Vision product for your patient. So you have an easy first lens option. Your text can pull that for you from the trial lens set without you getting involved. And if your patient does come back, your uh, patient with presbyopia comes back for a small modification, you can put those modifications back into OptiExpert and it'll give you your second lens choice without you thinking about it. When you said 98%, what number were you referencing? Um, that's for the multifocal. So 98% of patients have found their final pair of lenses with two pairs of lenses or less. Where were those lenses when we were practicing? <laughs> there was nothing close to that. Nothing close. And I'll tell you, um, when we had reached out to um, eye care professionals in advance of our My Day launch, just to get an understanding of what is the current thinking around proactively offering multifocals to patients, um, only one in four practitioner said, I proactively recommend a soft multifocal. And I think a lot of it, Steve, harkens back to the days when, when the product availability and the products in the marketplace just didn't perform. And, and if you weren't a tinkerer mm -hmm. uh, and you weren't into tinkering and your patients weren't into tinkering, um, I could see why people wouldn't suggest it, but uh, those days are gone. Well, it seems like what some of these lenses are doing is closing the gap on where the doctor was hesitant to prescribe it. And I, I experienced that as well, knowing the patient, you know, that first pair of multifocals coming back, it's just I, either I can't see or I can't see far and it requires a lot of tinkering. So it almost feels like that gap starting to shrink and it's becoming easier, for, which is what everybody wants. The doctor wants it to be easier fit so they don't have to deal with as many follow-ups and then we want happier patients. So um, it's uh, it, that, that, that gap seems to be, seems to be closing. Um, you've mentioned something before that I actually wasn't familiar with, so you can educate me as well. The, is it the net plastic neutrality program? It is. So back in January of 2021, Cooper Vision partnered with Plastic Bank. And this is part of our really sustainable initiatives that we have throughout Cooper Vision. There's a number of things that we do, Steve, for that really focus on responsible manufacturing, uh, using rainwater whenever we can, using LED lighting, 
Um, our, our manufacturing facilities, our LEED silver and gold certified, lots of things that we're doing to just manufacture lenses in a responsible way. Um, but we know then that patients get these lenses and they can be tough to recycle. Um, they're very small and some uh, communities just don't have the facilities and the capability to recycle, recycle these smaller plastics. And so what we were looking to, to add to all of this is, is there a way to make it easy for the practitioner and easy for the patient to manage to responsibly manage the plastic from their from their lenses. And so what Plastic Bank does is they collect plastic from ocean-bound communities or coastal communities around the world. What Cooper Vision does is we give them the weight of the plastic in all of our lenses. Uh, we started with Clarity. We've now added the My Day family to that. We've added the full Biofinity family of lenses, and we've added MySight. So we provide to Plastic Bank the weight of all of those lenses, all of the plastic of the lenses, the plastic in the blisters, even the plastics in the ink uh, that's on the labels. And Plastic Bank and their collectors remove an equal amount of plastic from these coastal communities around the world. And so since we started the project, um, they have removed over... Uh, the equivalent plastic weight of over 140 million plastic bottles. And it's just fantastic. All of that plastic is recycled. The collectors receive support uh, for turning in those plastic bottles. They receive plastic credits that they could use for education or healthcare, um, things that are important to them that they wouldn't other have, otherwise have access to. Um, and what's great is that all you have to do as a practitioner is prescribe the lenses, all the patient has to do is wear the lenses and Cooper Vision and Plastic Bank will do all the rest of the work. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. This has been very educational. I think, um, as we mentioned a few times, the, the word opportunity kept coming up. And I think, again, there's a tremendous opportunity, both clinically for the patient and, and financially for the practice as well. And um, I just, just want to thank you, the company, Cooper Vision. I, I've worked with you guys on a, a few different in, initiatives and uh, really just a great organization, great partners, and, and really just nice people who care about the, the products that you stand behind. So um, keep up the great work and um, uh, glad we had the opportunity to sit down and, and talk about My Day Energies and a few other things as well. So where can, uh, where can people find out more about uh, what we talked about today? Sure. Thanks, Steve. Um, they can reach out to their sales reps. Of course, the professional affairs team is always available to answer any additional questions that you have. We also have just a whole host of online resources. You can find that at uh, coopervision.com. Uh, you can find additional educational materials and stories from your colleagues on our ECP Viewpoints blog and in our online success center on the practitioner page. So a whole host of information available to you from us um, and online. Perfect. So please check that out. And thanks again, Michelle. And thanks everyone for listening. If you would like more information about IDOC and how we work with ODs to help them grow their practice, you can find out more at IDOC.net. So thanks, Michelle. And, and thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Steve.